It's day nine of the additional World Cup in Babanazwa. Germany win the Battle of the Blondes. Malaysia and Pakistan are still in it. And we've come to the pointy end of the pools. You are with the World Cup Daily. Courtesy of the reverse stick. I'm John Lee. Matt Allen's wobbling his head away next to me. And we've got some uh, great hockey to get through today, Matt. Yeah, we certainly have. And I hope, listeners, you are enjoying the music just as much as I am here. Um, lovely tea again last night. Schnitzel and sauerkraut for me. Oh, was it? Well, I don't know whether my, my dining choices are any bearing upon the games, but uh, it's going to be spicy chorizo this evening, so we'll see what happens. Oh, really? More to come on the games are you, later. Are you, um, you planning your diet at the moment around World Cup themes? Getting very varied with it, mate. It's superb, yes. don't you think? <laughs> Great idea. Let's get into the results from yesterday's games. First up, the early game at 5pm, it was one that probably a lot of people were looking forward to as far as the pool games go, and that was Germany and Netherlands, and, uh, well, didn't exactly turn out how we thought, did it, that one? Well, that 204th meeting of the two sides, the, the uh, close neighbours, uh, they play a lot of hockey against each other, the Germans have had the wood on them over the Netherlands over recent times, apart from that 7-0 thrashing uh, a couple of years ago. Um, I think a lot of people were expecting after that 7-0 win for the Dutch against Malaysia um, that they Following were Germany's 1-0 win against that's Pakistan. That's right, they thought, well, look, this is going to be the Dutch game, but as Ernst Bart uh, uh, predicted, well, no, he didn't predict it, did he? Well, but he got he did, the score right. But he did predict that uh, they never, the Dutch never lose twice to the same team in a competition. So he's a bit upbeat about the, the fact that they lost. Well, he's upbeat because the last time Germany beat them in the World Cup as badly as that, they went on to win the World Cup. <laughs> so um, going back to 1998 there. Well, the game started early with two uh, green cards, uh, one to Jonas de Goose and um, another one to Tom Grangebatch. And I thought the... Um, Grandbush. Grandbush, that's the one. Uh, the umpires were laying the law early as far as physical contact between players. Um, I don't know that they held that standard throughout the rest of the game, but it was interesting that, that Germany picked up three green cards across the, uh, the the game, but just the one for the Netherlands. Scoring opened in the 13th minute by the Netherlands. They took that 1-0 lead into quarter time, and it was number 10, Valentine Verger, who was really an own goal, wasn't it? He was, he was yeah, passing. Yeah. He wasn't looking to score. No, de- deflected <laughs> in off the German stick there, but, but they took the lead. Uh, you, you take know, them. They, yep, that's it. I mean, the Germans were, were uh, holding a little bit better possession through the game there, um, but uh, the Dutch were always a threat. Not one of the, the big strikers that you were expecting to score the goal. I, I first saw it pop up on social media saying Preusser had got the goal, and I was, yes, he's in my scored fantasy team. If one person was going to score for the Dutch, that was that was the one that I wanted to score for them. Alas, that wasn't the case. But they uh, they couldn't capitalise on their chances in the second and third periods, could they? they? Couldn't. A lot of short corners, um, a lot of circle entries. Um, but it was up until the the 30th minute until we saw the next goal, and that was the equaliser for Germany with Matthias Muller. Well, second quarter, Netherlands had uh, six circle entries to four and nine to four in the third quarter, so they had four penalty corners in the third quarter to none um, so they had their opportunities couldn't make it happen Germany in the 52nd minute though converted the pressure they had been building into a goal through number 4 Lucas Winvenda Winvenda yeah my German's not very good if you haven't noticed uh, it was uh, well it was off a penalty corner it was a stock bog standard penalty corner wouldn't you call it yeah and look, and they, but they had four corners in the game they converted two of them that's what you're looking for isn't it it was they um, 
added another one to that in the 54th minute. It was number 22 this time, um, Marco Miltkal. Oh, I got it right, have I? Uh, he he added a field goal. Once again, a bit of scrappy play that led to that that field goal. A bit of um, chaos happening there in the Dutch back line, and uh, the Germans rounded out a 4-1 victory in the 58th minute from a penalty stroke, which was converted by the headband. The headband. It is Christopher Ruhl. We'll be hearing from Christopher. In fact, shall we hear from Christopher now? Let's do. Let's have a listen to what he thought of the game. There's not such a big change. Uh, Pakistan just did it really well defensively. Holland didn't um, in the end, so uh, it's a deserved win. I think uh, Max Coldus might be uh, playing that to the team, just quietly. Was he trying to make a point there? I don't know. He possibly could have. And we've got another grab from um, Christopher as well. We should play that one now and get this discussion out of the way. This one's just for you, Ernst. I think my performance was really good. Uh, uh, I came into the game very high energy level. Um, And in the end, it's my game. When you've got space and we're going to run the counter-attacks, it's perfect for me. Uh, it doesn't matter if I score or not. Uh, I'm not in the age anymore that I have to score, but it's all good. I'm very happy. Very modest comments there from Christopher. Um, pleased with his own performance. Uh, what was that bit at the end, though? About uh, being of an age? He doesn't have to score goals because he's not of the age. He's only... He's like 24 or something. There's only five or six guys in the side that are younger, <laughs> younger than him. So is there, is there an age in the German side that you don't have to score goals anymore? I don't know. I've, I've certainly read to the age where I don't have to trap, hit, pass, <laughs> do any of that stuff. Let's just put it down to a second language thing, shall we? We can. But, um, Apart know, from the modesty. I'm, I'm reading absolutely nothing into that result, to be quite honest with no. you. Lo- long, long way to go. They're both going to be in the mix, aren't they? Well, you know... One all at three-quarter time. It all fell apart for some reason for the Dutch. They just lost it for a few minutes. I don't think they'll be doing that again. Wait and see. Second game up for discussion. It's Malaysia and Pakistan. Now, it must be said that the German-Netherlands game was played at in really high intensity. It was played very, very fast. And um, some brilliant tackling going on. It was a very good game of hockey. Just quickly, do you know what I think one of the secrets to the success of the German side in that game was? What? There's been a lot of talk recently about players uh, getting bored and confined to the hotel. Well, they were busy in the kitchen the other day making some World Cup biscuits. Pizza. And I don't know, no, 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 World Cup biscuits. And I just wonder, uh, maybe there was a little bit of extra spice in their fefenusa that they were uh, putting together there. And it was probably unfortunate that the Malaysia-Pakistan game happened to follow that particular game because it showed up a great contrast between the teams, I thought. Um, Malaysia, hats off to them. They were vastly improved over their performance against the Netherlands. Yep. Well done to Malaysia. Pakistan, vastly poorer than they were against the Germans. <laughs> and uh, that led to a game that well, contained, wasn't played at the same pace, had far more mistakes in it. Yeah, it's a bit more frenetic, wasn't yeah. it? Look, I made the comment on Twitter that it was a bit like the difference between first and second grade. Because those teams, the juxtaposition between one game and the next, yeah. I think if they had played another time, you wouldn't have thought that at all. Um, but it was an intriguing game. Um, they went in at half at three-quarter time. It was still nil all. And if you look at the stats there, Matt... Um, you know, yeah, it was all, uh, all Malaysia, 54, 56%. Um, yeah, yeah all, all the way through entries. the game. Um, surprising Pakistan just pipped them on pass accuracy um, seven penalty corners to four 
So, well, it wasn't until that last quarter that we actually saw a, a bit more urgency getting into the circle from the Pakistanis. And they, they started to play some pretty good hockey, and it paid off for them in the 51st minute, when number 18 for Pakistan, uh, Mohammed Atik, put away a field goal, um, a very well-taken field goal. So they took the, the lead there at 1-0. But in the 55th minute, Malaysia struck back off a penalty corner. Um, before the game, the coaches were talking, the Pakistani coach mentioned penalty corners and if we score them and can stop Malaysia scoring from them we'll win the game yeah. if they had stopped them from scoring this penalty corner they would have won well, the I game said, well, I, said, I said yesterday in the show it be, could be a, a face off between uh, Faisal Sari and Aleem Bilal well, Sari yeah. was the man that got the goal uh, he also got man of the match the uh, 227-28 game veteran. And there was a lot more hustle in the Malaysians in this game um, they worked a hell of a lot harder and they were more prepared to be physical um, so a well done to Roland Altman's for dragging them up because they could have just gone down their little rabbit warren and, yeah. and disappeared. In- interesting comments from Roland though saying that it wasn't really about the World Cup, it's all about building for the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. What are you doing there? Yeah. Don't know, why, go there. Yeah, why even bother? And there hasn't been any huge changes to the to the personnel within the group there since he's, he's come in. Um, so... I, you know, I, I think, yeah, you, you want to be there to win games regardless. These things only come round every four years. That's, that's the final of the uh, second round of pool games. We now enter into the final round of pool games and it's reverted back in the fixturing to pool A starting things off. We started the tournament with pool C, then it went pool A, B, D, and then it went pool C, A, B, D, and now they've switched it back to pool A, B, C, D for the final round. Unnecessarily baffling. It is. I mean, I can understand why they wanted India to be playing on the first day. I get that. If you're going to compromise the fixturing, why not compromise it by making India, putting India in pool A and being done with it? Um, Anyway, they're all going to have to play each other anyway. It comes and. uh, Tonight is the first of the vital last pool rounds. In so many pools, this is not only what deciding yeah. who finishes first, yeah. second, Who's going third, fourth. Home? Yeah, it's yeah. a Who's really tight home? contest. Let's have a listen to Ernst Bart and his predictions for today's upcoming fixtures. You're listening to the World Cup Daily Predictions, a cooperation between Studio Hockey and the Reverse Tick. Last day of pool games for Pool A. First, we get to enjoy a battle between New Zealand and Spain, or the Black Sticks versus the Red Sticks. And this will be a battle to the death. Both teams have the quality to make it to the crossover games, and based upon the global ranking, they should go through. But results from the past mean nothing when you start a new fight. In a very close game, the Red Sticks from Spain will beat the Black Sticks 4-2. The next game between Argentina, Olympic champions and France, the lowest ranked team here, will finally bring us the big upset you do not expect, but no could happen. I predict the French will beat Argentina. Yes, Argentina is already sure to top the pool before the game starts, because of the previous result. And the French? The French are hungry. I think France will win this game 2-1, and that would guarantee them a spot in the crossover games at the expense of New Zealand. That's it for today on the Daily World Cup predictions. Tune in tomorrow for a new episode. But for now, enjoy your hockey. Or as they say in India, Aap Bas Hockey!
Hi, I'm Flynn Ogilvy, and you are listening to the World Cup Daily Podcast at the Odisha Hockey World Cup. Well, thank you very much to Ernst Bart there from StudioHockey.com for sharing his predictions. Uh, he's looking at wins for Spain and France there today. Oh, what do you reckon? He's going out of limb there with France, I Yeah, think. well, he's, he's got to claw back some credibility from last <laughs> night's results, doesn't he? That's the thing. And, of course, you can follow Ernst on... St- <sighs> <laughs> And of course you can follow Ernst on social media at studiohockey.com, Studio Hockey on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And of course you can follow us on all those platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all at the reverse stick. This is a free service provided to you, the hockey community. On, we don't want to... What? It's a free service provided... I'm to not getting paid for this. No, you're not, mate. Um, and uh, so all we ask, guys, is that you get on board and promote us on the social media. Sorry, it's a daycare centre here as well today, yeah. if you can hear something going on in the background. <laughs> um, but do, yeah, do get on, share our post, retweet, like, comment, follow, tell your mates and help us out to uh, try and build a bit of our, our following over the social media landscape. We would appreciate that. Anyway, on to today's games. Uh, yeah, Argentina and France. To be honest with you, I can't really see France winning it. I'd like to think they'll put in a really, really good show, but I don't think the Argentinians are in the mood to um, be dropping games against the 20th-ranked nation in the world at the moment. No, well, they've met twice before in the World Cup, though, John, in 1971 in Barcelona and 1990 in Lahore in Pakistan. Uh, 1-0 win to France on both occasions oh, there. history's with them. Um, but and the more recent games that they've uh, played uh, back in 2018, 2018, this year, back in July, uh, there was a 2-1 win for Argentina in the Four Nations uh, Cup. So, uh, New Zealand and Spain? No, I think the Black Sticks are going to offer something. I think... Uh, We've been waiting for yeah, it, haven't well, we? I, th- I think this could be the game. I mean, them. I know they've got one win under their belt, but I didn't think it was a very convincing win. Um, Spain, I think they'll be thinking they have something to prove as well, both teams with something to prove. Well, last time they met was in the uh, Hockey World League semi-final. That was a 4-3 win to Spain. The game before that, uh, Olympic Games, that was 3-2 to Spain. It was 2-0 at the 2016 Six Nations Invitational. Um, so they've kind of got the wood on them over the recent times. Um, if you look at the history of the World Cup, they've met seven times. Uh, Spain are 4-3 up on that tally, although New Zealand got the win in the shootout 4-1 last time they met in at the 2014 World Cup in the 7th-8th place game. Well, what does this all mean? Argentina through to the quarterfinal already. Um, they will stay there in that quarterfinal position. So we're talking about um, second and third place. Uh, second place from Pool A will play third place from Pool B in the crossover, and second um, from Pool B will play third from Pool A. At this stage, Australia's already through to the quarters, so uh, Pool B stands at the moment. You've got China on two points, Ireland and England on one point each, and the machinations there are quite interesting as who will be playing who. And you'd think if um, if Spain or New Zealand were to get through, uh, they would figure, fancy themselves against China, Ireland and England. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's it's all pointing towards an Argentina or Australia semi there. It probably it's it's looking that way now. The crossovers, of course, um, the way that the the, the quarterfinals work is once we get through the, uh, the the classification phase, the first from Pool A, which is Argentina, will be playing the winner of Match Two. Now, Match Two is second from Pool B and third from Pool A. So Argentina could conceivably in the quarterfinals be playing either New Zealand, Spain, or France. 
which I don't really like as a crossover. I think they, they should be crossing over. Pools A and B should be crossing over into pools C and D and vice versa. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no doubt there. It's, just, it, it's, it's a strange way to go. And about it, it. I, I think it, it's important to do that because it, in, in, there's more international games between different teams. World Cups don't come around very often. We see from the statistics we read out, you know, teams that have been playing hockey and might have played their first World Cup in 1970, been to a few, have only played two or three times across a 40 or 50 year yeah, period. Yeah. So, you know, the more nations we can get playing against each other, differing nations, the better, I think. Anyway, it's what it is. Um, it's probably not going to affect the results in any. It's just a pity that more teams don't get to play against each other. What's great is we're going into the final of the pool games and everybody is still within a shout to make it through to the, um, to yeah, the next I, round. Yeah, I don't think that they I mean, Malaysia, they're probably the team that's closest to having been eliminated, but they're still in with a, a potential opportunity to uh, to make them crossovers yet as well so these last uh, four days of pool action are going to be quite interesting well of course as well the second game of the night they're always going to know what's needed yeah, from, the, from right. the game prior aren't they yeah now uh, let's get on to our goal of the day shall we uh, uh, generically you know, sponsored, sponsored goal, goal of, of the day. day and we've gone to the Malaysian Pakistan game uh, there weren't a great deal of highlights from that game I didn't think but this was one of them that's a good ball turn oh and it's in Great goal for Pakistan. On the bench they're cheering. Rayhan Butt is absolutely delighted. And number 18 there for Pakistan. Receiving it. And then Atik, as expected, he scored a lot of goals for Pakistan this year also. Turning 360 degrees and then finding the right side of Kumar Subramani. And thanks to the FIH and Star Sports there and the commentary team, that was Dan Strange and uh, Jagbir Singh in operation there. And I thought you were going to go for Ruhr's stroke for the goal of the day. No. No? No. 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 I've gone for Mohamed Atik in the 51st minute. That was the goal that gave Pakistan a 1-0 lead in that game. And it was a very well taken... Um, he sort of bobbled the ball, had the pass come to him. He was under pressure from a defender, but managed to trap and control and, and spin around the player and get a really good strike on goal. Um, you know, the Malaysian keeper is a very, very good keeper. He's renowned as being a very good keeper. Never had a song written about him, though, has he? No, he hasn't. But he's now had a goal put past him by Mohamed Atik, a very good strike. So that's my generically sponsored goal of the day. Congratulations, Mohamed Atik, and you yep. receive our very best wishes. Do check out Mahir Vasavda's article on um, Kumar. Um, it's uh, the longest uh, playing international player on the scene at the moment, and he's gone through a lot of heartache and hardship mm. to continue playing and, uh, and be where he is today. How's the score going, mate? Oh, uh, well, mate, that's, <laughs> I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I'm um, sure you are. Well, I've, I've somehow, I've rocketed it into the top five. Um, I, uh, have you been cheating? Well, no, I had a, f- <laughs> I had a few Germans in the side. Uh, in, in, well, I have got a few Germans in my team, and they performed very well for me. So, yeah, I've popped up to fifth spot. Um, Doherty's army, they're still there in um, in top place with Courtney Doherty. Uh, Rob Abbott is in second spot. Will Turner, H.C. Durchfallen, I think he's from Chertsey Thames Valley Hockey Club. Um, Magalis Ortega in fourth place. And lo and behold, Matt Allen, TRS Development Squad, 80.5 points in fifth. You've dropped down to 11th, um, taking uh, Stephen from the hooks spot. Mate, you're way below. And uh, (laughs) Stephen moves up to ninth. Jay Bloomfield in tenth. Grifter, Mark Owen in eighth. Dan Brennan in seventh. Ramiz Raja in sixth. 
uh, that's our, our top ten there. But yeah, no sign of your team on there, mate. That's all right. It's only early in the tournament. I'm just building up, my friend. Building well, I'm, up. I'm looking to um, make a couple of changes anyway to the side this evening. So we'll just oh, we'll uh, see how it goes. See how it goes. That's about it for today, folks. Looking forward to these games tonight. They should be rippers. Uh, Argentina and France, New Zealand, Spain. Something in it from every game for every team there. Um, so should be fantastic action. Get on to Star Sports or your local broadcaster and catch it. Fairly warm in Bubanessoir, 28 degrees at 5pm for the first game time this evening, 45% humidity, 3k winds, it's going to be a sunny day with very little cloud cover, so slip, slop, slap. Yeah. Hey look, just before we go Matt, yeah. um, uh, something I noticed from the um, the, the coverage uh, yesterday, from just uh, in the preview to the Malaysia-Pakistan game, after following on from your excellent interview with uh, Ollie, Ollie the Turtle. Ollie yeah, the yeah. Turtle. Super, well, super guy. Really lovely guy. Um, Great to catch you up know, with. They're, they're all about fan engagement at the Edition Men's World Cup, and obviously that's continuing. Here's a little bit of our commentary from... Um, Dan Strange. Dan Strange, yes. Ollie is having a jolly in the stands here at the Kalinga Stadium. It's official. Ollie's having a jolly in well, the stands. I actually think I know what that was relating to. I don't know if you've realised, but... Well, he certainly didn't realise. He was actually mic'd up at the time. And now I've managed oh, to get really? up, get hold of the audio um, pretty much the, the whole evening that he'd spent in the crowd. Oh. Um, do you just want to play a little grab of that Is now? That what you sent me? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, okay. Yeah, that file there. So that's Ollie having his jolly in the stands. Yeah, well, there's, there's, there's much more of that if you want to get hold of it. Dirty I'm not bastard. sure I do. I certainly don't want to see the vision, that's for sure. So what did Alan Chesney have to say about that? <laughs> Have a listen. What the fuck? What are you doing? 